Welcome to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a digital support group for everyone interested in a learning lifestyle. I'm your host, Jennifer. I'm your co-host, Holly. And I'm your co-host, Melody. Today, we'll be discussing extracurriculars and how to manage them. But first, how's everybody been since the last time? I'm living the grandma life. I (laughs) have had grandkids spend the night, and that was a lot of fun. That hasn't happened very frequently since we moved. So that was fun to figure out where everybody was going to (laughs) sleep. And, (laughs) you know, if they forgot a sleeping bag, what did we have that we could get to? And, And also to be reminded how... Mothers with young children have children that talk to them all day long from the So that was a lot of fun um, since all my kids have graduated now. And actually all my uh, young adults have moved out of the house. So it was really hopping around here. We were busy, busy That's that fun. day with four kids. Very fun. Being a grandma is awesome. How about you, Holly? Well, the last time we talked, I told y'all I was a crazy cat lady inadvertently. And I'm happy to report that the three little kittens that we were taking care of have all found really good homes. And that's um, that's great. Yeah. And the, the cat that was hanging out that had an injured tail has been to the vet and has had some treatment. And she is now an indoor cat. I don't know how Sophie feels about that, but we like it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and these two male cats that have been hanging around have both been trapped and have gone to the animal shelter. One is a very sweet guy. So um, I told them, hey, he's a really nice guy. Please uh, help him find a good home. Yeah. And so we went from having eight cats of varying ages that we were feeding down to three because there are two outdoor kitties Oof. that are Sophie's children. And they're going to stay outdoor kitties, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, crazy cat lady status downgraded. I'm very happy about <laughs> that. <you>. Very good. <laughs> yeah. And then we're just busy uh, getting a lot of outdoor activities. Um, yeah. I really focus. Nice. Yeah. I'm really focusing on a lot of um, different types of PE type things for my son. And while he's doing his stuff, I'm walking and getting exercise, walking and talking with other uh, parents. So mm-hmm. that's what we've been doing. Um, what about you, Jen? What's going on? Well, we've had a whirlwind of visitors uh, lately. I've had my adult children visiting at different times. And we actually had one day last week where all of my children were in the same place. <gasps> for, it was only about two oh, hours. Man. I'm surprised it didn't snow. <laughs> I know. Oh. <laughs> it was great that we haven't had that in a while. And, it, you know, even though it was a short time, it was really exciting. And with my last adult daughter who hasn't yet met the grandchild. So that was exciting too. And then my parents are here this week also coming to to see the baby. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so it's just been a lot of visiting, which has been wonderful. I love it, but I am ready to get back to normal. That would be nice too. <laughs> that makes sense. You know, I don't think our kids know how happy we are when we have them all together. I know. It's I mean, it's like, deal. yeah, it's the best gift ever. If I talk to all my kids in one day, I am a happy, happy mom. Yeah, I love it. And even, oh, even the short time we were together, they were all arguing like normal. great. <laughs> I always have to try to remember, I'm forgetting to take a picture when they're all together. I'm just yes. so busy enjoying the company that I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, capture yeah, the adult I, kids. I made sure to get that one picture this time. <laughs> and it looked great. I was going to say adult kid arguments are hilarious. They too, are. Because, because you're you like, don't have wait to intervene minute. anymore either. No. Well, I mean, sometimes I, I think I do, but I'm always yeah. surprised, like, 
Wait, you are adult people with adult lives and all of a sudden right. you get under my roof and you revert. What's up yeah. with that? Yeah, <laughs> siblings with each other. They absolutely yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, it's super funny. This week, we're going to be talking about extracurriculars and giving you some tips on managing them in your household. So first, let's kind of define what an extracurricular is. What do you guys think of as extracurriculars? It's anything outside of, you know, your basic subjects, right? So if it's, mm-hmm. it's not math, it's not uh, handwriting, it's not literature, it's not history or science. It's something extra. But, right. But I've always thought that they actually, like, I wouldn't want to leave extracurriculars out. So I think they're actually integral to yeah. a well-rounded education. But I yeah, agree. It's, it's I agree. the fluff stuff. If you leave it off, nobody's coming for you and saying you didn't educate your kids, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think I'm about it, Melody? Well, I think a lot of people, when they extracurriculars, they would say art or music, which for us were essential. Uh, maybe sports. For us, mm-hmm. extracurriculars meant things like scouts and sports maybe was kind of an extra yeah. for us but music and art they were already integrated into everything else but I guess maybe right. those kind of separate lessons when you leave your house and go and do an outside activity that mm-hmm. was kind of under the extracurricular umbrella for us and, I do think it's harder to define as a homeschooler because you know when your kids are in school it is very easy to separate like this is what they're doing during school hours anything else is extracurricular But for our family, too, it was all kind of mixed together. A lot of what I would think of as extracurricular were things that we paid for outside of our normal everyday schedules and things like that. And then for me, I also would include things like park days and field trips and other trips that we take as being, you know, extracurricular Mm -hmm. onto our academics that we have. Right, like well, clubs, it can include a lot. club activities, mm-hmm. it could yes. be 4-H, it could be scouts, right. it could be like keepers of the faith, any other, or co-op, any of those things for us kind of were extracurricular, except that often in those groups, they were learning things that were part of the curriculum. They were definitely well, part, part of, of our schooling. studies. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it is hard to pin it down for a homeschooler. In Texas, you know, we're only required to do certain things. And so yes. anything outside that would be extracurricular and right and different states have different requirements in public school the kids don't get graded on the extracurriculars but they do get graded on the essentials so that Mm -hmm. that's kind of another you know line you could draw well you were saying that you wouldn't actually consider them extra that you actually would consider them to be a necessary you know part of schooling why do you feel that way why are they good I feel like if you just focus on strictly academics then you're missing a lot of opportunities to create a well-rounded student. And so when you get out, like my son does, right now we're doing a lot of sports because he's a very active yeah. little boy. So we, we're doing soccer on Monday. He does parkour on Tuesday. He's, in, he's doing a running series. In each of those different uh, areas um, of sporting things, He's interacting with different people. He's mm-hmm. um, he's having to respond with to different coaches. He's having to learn uh, the principles of good sportsmanship. A lot of things that it's hard for him to do as an only child homeschooler. Yeah. Um, and I think those are essential skills that are really necessary. The same thing with we go to various symphonies and orchestras with some other friends whose kids are in public school, but they don't get exposed to live musical performances very often in their mm-hmm. school, and, and we don't either. And again, I think that these are important things, you know, learning how to behave when you go to a performance and how to show appreciation to the performers and learning about the different instruments. So I think that those are things that everyone needs in their life. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, unless you have, I don't know, 20 kids and you can have your own soccer team or something <laughs> uh, or a whole orchestra, you know, you're going to you're going to need to get out and yeah. interact to, to gain these skills and, and learn these things. Right. And the, you know, everyone's worried about socializing with homeschooling, but this is where all of that socializing comes in mm -hmm. is when you're out there involved in other group activities. Uh, learning other skills that you don't learn through sit-down type academics. So yeah, I agree. I think they're I, I think they're very important. And I actually would say in my homeschooling and our unschooling style, we emphasize those things more than traditional academic learning. And a lot of extracurriculars actually require you to bring your academics. Yeah. You know, to be able to really do yes. them well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, those are the best types when you can combine, when you can get everything put into it, you know, and all the different ways of thinking are combined into what they're doing. So there's a lot of options out there for extracurriculars, especially now for homeschoolers. There's so many choices. So what are some good ways for people to figure out which extracurriculars to get their kids involved in? One thing might be, what do your kids need? What does your family need? I know like mm -hmm. we go through different seasons as we, sometimes we're in a season of all young children and sometimes we have a mix of ages and sometimes our kids are all older and we're like at the end of our homeschool journey. So it really depends on what you need. And at different times, we've had seasons where we did not do anything extracurricular at all, really, because right. we lived far away from everything. And mm -hmm. we were a one vehicle family at the time. It was really important that dad could use the car for work. So we all stayed home. But we did invite people over to do some extracurricular kind of things, games or just right. other activities because you still want to have, you know, they still need to learn how to be friends with people that they're not related to. And mm -hmm. so uh, <laughs> it kind of depends on where you are in your homeschool life and your family, what's going on. But for one example, I have one, one of my children, my son, who's very gifted uh, with, musically with the piano. And so lessons for him were really important because he went as far as he could with what I could teach him. And then mm -hmm. my son-in-law, who's also a musician, took him under his wing for a long time. And then he could, I mean, he advanced really quickly. And then my son-in-law had a professor at college that was willing to take him on as a, a student. That's so great. for him, that was, that was really important. And he's amazing in his skills and then I have another son who is like that with the guitar and then we just kind of found different local activities where you, mm -hmm. you get really creative as a homeschool <laughs> mom <true. laughs> it's like okay now we have this need so how can we fill it but we weren't right. all doing that same thing at the same time on the other hand some years we did co-op which was really great because there was something for everyone and I had right. a lot of everyone's and so there was something for everybody there <laughs> That was my main thing for choosing what would work for us for that particular time. What can we do and what's available and who needs yeah. what? Like Melody, we spent a lot of time having only one vehicle. And so mm -hmm. my focus was let's find something that meets the most needs of everybody right? Um, at the same time. And so um, for a while, my uh, older and middle son did scout activities. And um, my other kids, uh, my two daughters, they did 4-H. And at one point or another, I think everyone in our family did 4-H. Some liked mm -hmm. it better than others. But the thing I liked about it was it was um, inexpensive. Everyone could go to one basic meeting, uh, monthly meeting, and then find mm -hmm. out what was going on and choose activities that suited their interests. Right. Um, it's also pretty self-paced. I like that about 4-H It's pretty self-paced. Yeah. So I like things that 
you know, we can we can cover the most bases with one or two outings. Yeah. Um, and then work on things at home. The other ways that I chose things that worked for our family is to look at the things that we were going to be learning in school and seeing mm-hmm. if there were some extracurriculars that would tick those boxes. Right. And again, 4-H was really great for that. So when we were studying food and nutrition um, and cooking, my kids could participate in the food show in 4-H. Mm-hmm. And then we, we also did co-ops. And again, those were great because we could all show up to one place and we were there for, you know, three hours uh, once a week and everybody got something out of it. When you have a large family, I think those kind of things are great. I don't tend to focus on a lot of extracurriculars or out-of-the-house activities. When they're young, I look for what I call low-commitment activities, like Mm -hmm. park days, because... Yeah, that's very smart. Yeah, if somebody, uh, you know, has a late nap or they're cranky or you wake up and people aren't feeling well, you're not letting anyone down if you can't show up. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So I tended to uh, get more into extracurriculars as my children got older. By mm-hmm. high school, they were, um, some of them were taking dual enrollment classes. Some of them were in co-ops. Some of them had part-time jobs. As they get older, you know, we opened up the schedule for more and more of those type of extracurricular activities. I, I our family this. was pretty similar with that in that we have, you know, a lot of kids and my kids wanted to be involved in sports, but with a large family, it's really difficult to do various sports, you know, with all the different practice times and dates mm-hmm. and, you know, traveling for, for events and things. And what we ended up doing was picking the swim team uh, because they could all do it. They all practiced at the same time every day as a group, you know, uh, when we went to swim meets, all of them went all ages at the same time on the same day. And it was really, really helpful for us. Now I was lucky because all of my kids were interested in it. <laughs> Uh, right. <laughs> that worked out well for us. Uh, but I did definitely actively look for activities like 4-H or like a sport that they would all be willing to do so that my time was used more wisely. And so was theirs. We had more freedom to do other things instead of every day being tied to one or another you know, sport to go to or activity to go to. So even if you have a smaller family, though, those are things that are important to consider Another consideration is definitely cost. Um, Mm -hmm. Don't overextend yourself. There are a lot of free activities you can get involved in outside of your house too. Yeah. Did you get any kind of a group? discount or anything for having so many kids in swimming? Well, we actually did. We (laughs) ended up getting other friends to do swimming with us. And so we had homeschool swim meet times that were a whole separate, you know, training time because we went and talked to the coach and said, Hey, you know, we have 12 kids that want to do swimming with you. So it did, we did get discounts for that. Yeah. That works out great when you can, Mm -hmm. can get some kind of deal like that because it's good for the coach too. They know how many people are coming and they can fill their roster. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think you mentioned you were doing that with parkour with your son too, getting a, yeah. setting up a homeschool time. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Um, so he has a, a community fee of $90 per session. Mm-hmm. And so he divides that by the number of participants. So this past week there right. were seven kids. So instead of paying 15, I got to pay 13. I was very happy, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I keep promoting it. That's my, every Sunday I promote it. 
I think a lot of uh, coaches and other organizations even are willing because they're not doing these things during the day. So Mm -hmm. if you get a group of homeschool people interested in it, in any kind of activity in arts or music or, you know, anything extra that people are usually willing to work with you on pricing. There's a trampoline park in our area that Mm -hmm. homeschoolers were asking them about um, a different pricing and they are doing homeschool days, three days a week through the school year. And giving you three hours for the cost of what is normally one hour's fee. Yeah, that's great. It's so awesome. But, you know, ask. Yeah, so be sure to ask, you know, if you're interested. Be sure to ask because a lot of times these coaches can open up their schedule because the public school kids are all those classes and things are in the afternoon, like piano lessons and things like that. And so sometimes they're available in the morning or like right after lunch in that little early afternoon where they don't have these other groups there. And most of the time they're happy to, to go ahead and schedule you in. Yeah. So it's mainly your time or your money that are um, the consideration for the ages of your kids. Right. Yeah. And then obviously what your kids are interested in. I know we, we tried to, when our kids expressed an interest in a certain thing, we would try to find a way to engage in that activity. Uh, And we couldn't always do it, but we also let them try out things. Most places will let you come try a lesson or two uh, Mm -hmm. before you sign up. And so we did a lot of that to see what was a good fit for our kids because, you know, kids sometimes are like, oh, I want to go do karate or whatever it is. And then they go and it's not really their thing and better to try it out first. That is true. We just had that conversation about um, basketball. Our city Mm -hmm. is finally going to have a basketball league. I'm wildly excited because it's only one practice a week and one game (laughs) at one place on Saturday and it's three months. (laughs) And I said to my son, okay, if you decide you want to do this, this means you will do it. You will commit to doing it. You will show Mm -hmm. up to the practices. You will do the games. Even if you decide halfway through, it's not your deal. You don't like you're it. You're going to be part of a team. <laughs> and you can't let the team down. Right. So yeah, there's a lot to be learned when you get involved there in is. extracurriculars um, and sports. So we've kind of touched on having big families and the problems that can come up with a choosing extracurriculars. But what are some other problems that can arise when you're dealing with extracurriculars? I see that people get too many. They get mm-hmm. too many scheduled. I remember when we had Definitely. the academy. Oh my goodness! Some of these kids were going to something every single day of the week. Yes. And mm-hmm. one mom, a friend of mine, told me one day because she was so excited when she started homeschooling. I think her son was six, and she had him all these different things. And he fell asleep on the way to practices, and he he cried because he didn't want to go. And I said, you know, I think you might want to look at your schedule and cut some of mm-hmm. those down because mm-hmm. it is great that we have the option as homeschoolers to get involved in so much. Yes. But it's not always wise to get involved in so much. Right. I agree. Anytime someone talks to me about being overwhelmed as a homeschool parent, that's the first thing that I ask them about, you know, what can you cut out that you don't necessarily need right now? Like Melody was saying, we also go through different seasons. I know I had many years of being pregnant <laughs> And during those times, we did a lot less during those times because that's what I could handle. And, you know, recognizing that right now might, you know, you maybe need to cut back and it's not time to add more things. I think that is the main problem is trying to do too much, especially when you're brand new to homeschooling and you have people asking you, what about socialization? Right. And so all these activities seem like the answer and people just overload themselves. Yeah. So I really... 
over time, that's the, the main problem I've seen. And then another possible problem might be, like you mentioned, you get in there and you get started and it turns out not to be what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And then you have people depending on you. So you can't just up and quit. You've got right. to stick with it, which has its own good lessons, but it's a really good idea. Like you mentioned earlier, go and try it out. See if they mm-hmm. let you have a trial period first before you commit. Yeah, I really I like, like that idea. I think that, so I do think it's a problem that sometimes you get involved in an activity and then feel that, that you have to stick with it because, you know, there are people depending on you and there's a team or that you've put money into it or time into it. But I also, I feel, and we've done this with, with our kids, that at some point, if you've given it your all and it's just not working for you, you should quit and you should let things go sometimes. And there are consequences, obviously, especially if people are depending on you to be there for a team or something like that. But sometimes it's still a better choice for your child or your family to be able to say, okay, we, we really did try this. We really gave it our all, but it's just not working for us. So we're going to quit instead of, you know, spending the next six months being miserable. We're going to do what's best for us right now. (laughs) That's why I like these short term little three month seasons or Mm -hmm. with parkour, we, we are not required to show up. Right. So if something's going on and we, we might not go, Um, We've signed up for a series of field trips at an educational center just south of us, and I've paid for them. And if something comes up, as long as I give them enough notice, I can get a refund. So that's also a good thing is to find out before you sign up for these things, Mm -hmm. what is the refund policy? What do they expect Mm -hmm. out of you? Um, Because, you know, if you have all that information and things aren't working out, you'll know, oh, this isn't working out and I need to get out by this date. Right. If I want to be able to get my funds back or what yeah. what other types of choices do you have in that situation? Mm-hmm. And then knowing your family, um, you know, if your kid is just just on a whim, they don't want to do something. You can tell the difference between that and Absolutely. that something's really stressing mm-hmm. them out. You know, if they're just needing to step up and, and be a little more responsible, mm-hmm. making them stay might make sense. But if it's right. causing a lot of you know mental anguish or stress or anxiety, that is not the time to, you know, put your foot down and, and right. grit their teeth through it. Yeah. And that's when you just need to decide what, what your priorities are mm. at that moment and, and just make some hard decisions. I would also say that if your extracurriculars are getting in the way of your everyday life, you know, mm-hmm. you're not getting any yeah. any schoolwork done. The house is a wreck. You know, you're spending a lot of money on fast food. Then maybe you need to rethink the uh, right. priorities. Which I guess is why they are called extras. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are eventually yeah. things that you can they cut out extra. if you have to. Right. I had a friend whose kids all played uh, baseball and she was a homeschooler. And she said that she knew it was starting to get out of hand when they were cleaning out the car and she accidentally threw away a bag of some stuff she'd bought like from home interiors or some, you know, some oh, type of thing. And she uh-huh. said, you know, it's a little out of hand when you start throwing away things you thought you wanted. And I thought, yeah, that is, that is true. So if those things start to happen, it's time to reevaluate. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, in our next half, we're going to be discussing ways that you can manage all of these extracurriculars and uh, some tips that we all have for you. But first, let's hear a word from our sponsor. 
Longtime listeners of our podcast know all about Transcript Maker, the online service that allows you to create professional high school transcripts from the comfort of your own home. And it's really one of the best tools a homeschooling mom or dad can have. Autumn is here and the year is winding down, but for parents, it's only getting busier. Between holiday plans and keeping up with schooling, every little thing that can save you time is well worth it. Transcript Maker really is a time saver. It's easy to use. You can access your transcript anytime and anywhere, and it calculates your GPA for you. If you have any trouble, there is a helpline to solve whatever your issue, quick as they can. Transcript Maker is also a money saver. Happy Homeschooler podcast listeners can save 20% with our coupon code HAPPY. That's H-A-P-P-Y in all caps. Transcript Maker is a time saver. It's a money saver. It's a worry saver. It really is. So go to www.transcriptmaker.com today and save 20% off your subscription with code HAPPY, H-A-P-P-Y in all caps. Transcript Maker, simply better transcripts. Welcome back to the podcast. In our first half, we discussed what extracurriculars are and how to choose the best ones for your family. And now we're going to talk about how to manage all those extracurriculars now that you're all signed up and ready to go. So what are some great tips you guys have that you've learned over the years for managing your time and extracurriculars? You know, it's different for me now that I have an only child versus when I had five children. I bet. Um, yeah, because it, it's a little easier to get out of the house if I don't yes. plan ahead, except that I do like to plan ahead. So what I normally will do is the night before. Um, so Mondays we go to soccer. So on Monday night, I will put out a cooler and I'll prepare uh, a bottle of Gatorade. I bought a Gatorade powder to make my own. Mm -hmm. uh, advantages are huge. It, it costs like $1.49 right. a gallon. Plus, mm -hmm. I'm not throwing away plastic bottles. We yeah, just that's use our great. Own. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll make a, a Gatorade bottle. I'll fill up a water bottle. I'll make sure that whatever snacks we're going to take, because he's always hungry, those are all ready to go right by the cooler. And I'll set out things to make getting breakfast and all easier. You know, mm -hmm. my son takes an, a medication, allergy medicine and vitamins. I set those out. I get the coffee making stuff out because if mama don't have her coffee, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. got to make sure, got to make sure the, uh, <laughs> the, the chauffeur is, is cared for too. And I, and I know what we're going to eat and I make him put out his clothes and stuff. I'll say, here's mm -hmm. what the weather's going to be. Get your stuff set out for tomorrow. Make sure you know where everything is. So that when we get up, we can eat and dress and brush our teeth and go. Right. And I try to do that for any kind of a thing where we're going to have to get out of the house in the morning. Yeah. Uh, and that's when most of his sporting things are, except for his running series, which is a Sunday afternoon. And so one of the things I was going to say is like a lot of homeschoolers will pick extracurriculars that occur during the day mm -hmm. um, and make it part of their school day. But that might not always work as well as getting something that happens on a Saturday morning or Sunday yeah. afternoon or like for the, the concerts we go to, they're usually Saturday afternoons or Saturday evenings. I like to just get everything set up ahead of time. And, and so I, we can just go without any kind of hiccups. Mm -hmm. That's great. I it keeps everybody calm. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. And it's especially important if you're doing some activity that has equipment 
so that everybody yes. has, you know, both shoes and shin guards <laughs> and yes. all the things that they need <laughs> all together. And sometimes you can just go ahead and put it in the car because that yes. way, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I lost track of how many times I would get things together and then a shoe would be missing, even though <laughs> we put it by the door. So right. you know, we walked past things great. by the door. Yep. <laughs> we, uh, really we went through there. a long period when I had a lot of little ones where we just had shoes that stayed in the car. And the car uh, shoes. <laughs> they were car shoes. And they so no matter where we went, everyone had some shoes because that was a big issue with eight little kids. Yeah, right, if you're going fancy. to a co-op, pack the backpacks the night before. Yeah. Put mm-hmm. them in their seat exactly. in the car. We uh, had a system when my kids were younger that we kind of called them to go bags or we used laundry baskets. So they were to go baskets Mm -hmm. and we had them for like each main activity we did. So we had like, we had a swim team basket. We had a park day basket and those things just had like in the park day basket, we had balls and chalk and things that we always used it park days, right? And in swim team, we had all our gear for that day. And so the only thing we really had to add were the last minute things like maybe a water bottle, but Mm -hmm. we kept those ready to go. And for the most part, they stayed in the car as much as possible, unless I had to take them out for something. But, you know, that way we just, we show up at park day and our park day stuff's in the car. And it was a great for me, because it was like planning ahead, but planning ahead one time, pretty much, you know, because the extras were just snack and water, and then we were on our way. And it was also great because the older kids could check the basket and make sure, you know, all the things they knew what was supposed to be in the basket, they could check it and tell us what's in there and that we have it all. And then it was just so much easier to get on the road and not have to think about all of that. I do that myself. And in the springtime, when the weather gets nice, I will put in our foldable chairs and a blanket mm-hmm. for picnics. And then I have yes. a bag that has like, um, you know, outdoor uh, mosquito repellent and sunscreen yeah. and extra clothes. We always try to keep a, an extra outfit of clothes for mm-hmm. each of us in the car. Our swim shoes, if we're going to go, if we get a chance to go hiking and we want to walk through water. All that kind of stuff, you know, all nice yeah. and organized and ready to go or already stowed in the car makes life so much easier. It you're really not constantly does. reinventing the wheel every time you're going to leave the house. Yeah. And especially for sports, like Melody was saying, anything that has equipment, not having to look for that stuff or not showing up to, you know, practice without your, your stuff. It's so much easier for everyone. It definitely so it is. is. And if, if your kids are involved with something where they wear a uniform, like scouts, we had scouts yes. and Awana and some other things where they had vests or uniforms that they wore. That was another thing to make sure we had checked the night before and make sure that all the parts are there because sometimes they would get like extra credits or prizes for being in a complete uniform. And so just part of the routine, basically, mm-hmm. you have this coming up the next day. So the day before, let's make sure we're ready just to make the morning or the afternoon or the departure smoother, just a little more. Right. Smoother. As my kids got older, I also try to make them be more responsible for that. And I would give them checklists of the things that they needed to get ready the night before and have them do it themselves, which was, you know, great for me, but it also taught them a lot of responsibility. But the checklist was really helpful. Big on checklists and everybody mm-hmm. knew to check those things off at different yeah. times. We actually like I put them in a page protector because I didn't have a laminator, but things that we had to check off so frequently, I would have a, a ready-made list and everybody could go mark off the things that were done. Yeah. And that way we could all work. Like if it was one list, we could all be busy doing the net, whatever else mm-hmm. was left on the list to get ready mm-hmm. to go. And 
we had those same kind of things for packing, which is just a different yes. <laughs> kind of journey. But any way to make it, like you said, do all the preparation and the thinking once and then have it ready yeah. to pick up and go. Well, another thing I was going to say about um, managing extracurriculars is that because you're out of the house for so much time, however many times a week, I always found it really nice to look at my calendar on, say, Sunday night or, or Saturday. Okay, we're going to be gone this day, this day, uh, mm -hmm. and make a plan an easy meal or do some plan ahead for crockpot meals. Yeah, something that makes life a little easier. And also, the other thing that I always required is that before we leave the house, it, it needs to be tidy. So mm -hmm. we're oh, not. There's no running out the door with all your junk lying around. So <laughs> at nighttime, you know, the house is picked up and your stuff's prepared for the next day. Yeah. And I already know what I'm going to make for, for the meal. So when we come home, we can rest. Like I'll tell my son, he'll say, can I just uh, put that away when I get back? And I say, you're not going to want to. Just do it now. <laughs> true. Right. So true. You know? So it, it'll, as Melody likes to say, help your future self yeah. um, mm -hmm. by taking care of these things. And then when you get home and you're all tired and tuckered out, you can sit down and rest a little bit from right. all you're running around. Right. And so as the moms, we're the ones that need to make sure we give our kids enough time to get that picking up done. You know, it's not going to happen in five minutes unless they've already practiced. Right. What does it mean mm -hmm. to get ready? So that's like if we had to be if we were going to leave at four at three, I might start picking up or three thirty, depending on mm -hmm. the ages of the kids and how messy things were. Just so we'd have time to get it all done without, yeah. we didn't want to leave in a frazzled state with everybody grumpy at me for making them clean everything up. So mm -hmm. that's another little thing. Like if you're managing things, manage your time, manage your expectations for right. how long yeah. is it going to take us to get this place looking like I want it. Right. Like a, I want to walk into a, a nice place to relax when I get back and just to plan mm -hmm. that out. And not spring it on your kids like, oh, guess right. what? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, right, so right. I, I really feel it's important to give your kids an understanding of what's going to happen when they get somewhere. What are yes. you going to have to mm -hmm. do before you leave to go there? You know, what kind of attitudes do you want? Because otherwise, you know, you can just get into this attitude issue with your kids because they feel like you just sprang something on them or yes. you pulled a rug out from under them. Mm -hmm. You know, so like I'll talk to Liam. I'll say, okay, here's what's going on. Like I was just telling him today, mm -hmm. okay, this Saturday we have... We're going to ASL and then we're going to go trick-or-treating on the square afterwards with our friends. And then you have your last race series on Sunday. So we're already mm -hmm. talking about it and thinking about it and preparing for it well before the day that yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, I feel like this is so important too. I'm a big planner, so I don't know if it's because I'm a planner that I like that, but I see some families who don't tell their kids what's going on. And I, I see how chaotic that can be for the kids. But for my family, we had a weekly family meeting and it mm -hmm. was almost always on a Sunday. We had a, the whole family sat down and we spent time going over w the schedule for the week. And we also have a large wall calendar we always have. So that was part of the family meeting. We looked at the calendar together. We figured out what ev each person in our family of 10 needed to do that week and where it all fit in. And we all went over it together. And then we also did our meals together at those meetings. So we did meal planning around our schedule for the week and everybody was aware mm -hmm. of it and got input into it. And it was also a time when my kids were getting older, where if they had their own things they wanted to do, like with friends and things like that, that was their opportunity to give me advance notice of like, I need you to drive me or I would like you to drive me to this place right. this day, right? Because yeah. they need 
learn those skills too. And so having the family meeting and the family calendar and actually discussing it as a group really made them all aware that we were working with all these different schedules and different moving parts and that we needed to be considerate mm-hmm. of each other and plan ahead because of that. Yeah. And one of the other things I, I tell my, my son is, you know, he, he goes to these different things and I always tell him, go to the coach thank them for their time and ask them if there's something you can do to help them, Mm -hmm. you know, help the other people who are there that maybe just came in, make sure that you're, you know, you're greeting the new people who are just joining the the activity, you know, extracurriculars aren't just about showing up and getting what you wanted and then leaving. So I've been talking to my son about let's start thinking about what we can do as some thank you gifts to give to your coaches at Christmas. And then this Sunday, it's the last day of the race series that he's been in. So I usually will usually write a thank you note or maybe get a little Starbucks or something for the two uh, people, the coordinators, just mm-hmm. so that they know, hey, we, we really appreciate what you're doing for these kids. Um, yeah, that's, that's part great. of showing appreciation for the things that you get out of life. And I mm-hmm. think that's an important part of managing your extracurricular experience. Yes. Which, you know, we didn't mention volunteering, but for my family, it's a huge part of of our life. And it is an Mm -hmm. extracurricular that we're super involved in. um, And we make time for that around other things, too. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Making sure you're giving back in in the community in all kinds of ways is important. In talking about having things like to-go bags and baskets, another thing that you can consider is schooling on the road when you're in the middle of a lot of extracurricular activities. And so if you are, can prepare yourself um, to have things that the kids can do in the car, educational activities they can do when you're driving to and from all these activities that you sign up for, there's so many ways you can do that. You can listen to podcasts in the car. That's a great way to do it. They can do little, you know, dry erase workbooks. There's all kinds of phone apps that are educational now. We usually bring uh, like a book we're reading Mm -hmm. and I'll have my Mm -hmm. son read aloud to me in the car. He doesn't always like to do it. (laughs) Uh, So sometimes I'll say, well, you know, you can read on the way. And when my other kids were younger, we listened to a lot of audiobooks. Yes, we did too. We did that too. Another thing you can do is if you have a full day of activity or maybe on your co-op day, you know that you're not going to get a lot done when you get home, plan your school week to be four days instead of five. Yes. Sometimes realize that some of those check boxes are being checked off by those activities. And so you don't necessarily have to do that in your regular school week. But that was one thing we did. We just... Like some, most of our school day took most of it in the morning. We had a little bit in the afternoon, but we did not try to do school on a co-op day. Mm-hmm. And if we had an, other extracurriculars, those were scheduled for the afternoon so we could get school done in the morning. There's a lot of ways you can put all of it together to um, fit in those extracurriculars. I do. I also think you need to remember that you need downtime, that your kids need downtime. So when you are planning out and managing your extracurriculars, make sure you set that time aside, because I think it's very easy once you get involved in a lot of things outside of the home to forget that that's necessary, to that they need time to do nothing and to be bored and to just whatever it is they like to do, to do that, have free time to do that. We all need that free time. It's yeah, we really can't just important. be hamsters on a wheel. <laughs> no, but I do yeah. see it's no. very easy for people to get stuck in that very quickly, I think. 
Right. And I think another thing about managing your extracurriculars is to try to vary the activities. So because my son is a really active person, I have focused a bit on giving him those sporting. I put it on my calendar as P.E. So even Mm -hmm. though the race series is on a Sunday, that's part of his P.E. for that week for school. But I also want to him to have other activities, not just sports. So that's why we we add mm-hmm. in the going to the concerts or we've added mm-hmm. in going to ASL classes because I want him to have a variety of experiences. A lot of times things that people end up doing as careers sprang out of the extracurriculars or yes. their hobbies. Mm-hmm. And so these are really valuable parts of your schedule. And you want to make sure that you're giving your kids a lot of opportunities to try on, you know, like trying on different clothes, but like trying right. on different different disciplines and different um, activities so they can find something that might be their lifelong bliss. It's yeah, true. Or they that. may discover like when they're volunteering, they might discover they have a real knack for organizing or for mm-hmm. managing, you know, inventory or learning some computer system to help someone out. And then that in turn, like, you wouldn't have anticipated it, but it turns out to be something that's really helpful for a future job or a, yeah. a business or something like that. That's happened where they, like they had a skill. It was I sort see of, that right now. I have a group of six teenagers that I take to volunteer at a um, organization that helps with homeless people. And there's various jobs we can do there. We go three times a month right now. And while we're there, we can help serve food. We can help sign in the clients. We can help give clients their mail. There's a place where they can pick up mail. And Mm -hmm. so every time we go, the kids kind of rotate which jobs they're doing. But now that we've been going for a while, you see the kids have figured out like the things that they actually enjoy and the things that they're good at. And the ones who are really good with interacting with the clients, they love that. And then they decide to do more of that. And some of them are more quiet and just like the organizing and setting up side of it, you know, and it's really great to give them those opportunities to test out all those skills. Yeah. And while they're doing that, they're helping other people. I mean, it's a win-win. It is. It's great. I love (laughs) win-win. Here at the end of our podcast, we like to answer a big question. Melody, what's our big question for today? Today's big question is very timely as we head into the end of the year. Our big question is, what can I do to prepare for the spring semester? That is a good question because you'd be surprised at how much you can do now to be ready to start off well in January. My son's basketball thing that he wants to do, we have to register before the end of this month and it doesn't start till January. Mm-hmm. And I think most right. spring sports are registering now or at least before the end of the year. Yeah. And so are a lot of the co-ops and yes, mm-hmm. um, college dual enrollment classes, you know, all that stuff gets mm-hmm. started in January and the deadlines are like looming right now in front of us. Right. And if you look at that now, before Thanksgiving and Christmas and the holidays are really here, it's a, you can get it all done and taken care of before you're sucked into holiday chaos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I miss so many deadlines when mm-hmm. uh, once the holidays get started. Now, a, right. a thing to help yourself so you don't miss those deadlines is grab your phone or your paper calendar, whatever you use, um, and start plugging in those dates that you have to sign up and yes. put in reminders. I give mm-hmm. myself... I don't know, like a bazillion reminders, three weeks before, (laughs) one week before, three days before. I mean, reminders, all the reminders. reminders. Yeah, because I don't I don't want to shortchange my my kid or myself by forgetting, but I'm only human. So Mm -hmm. um, 
as I always say, my husband, use the tools of technology at your disposal. (laughs) That's right. And if you're new, I think when you're new, you don't realize how early in the fall semester people are planning for the spring semester. Right. And so people miss those deadlines and then they show up to sign up and they're disappointed because the like enrollments closed because it filled Mm -hmm. up in October. So... Yeah, or they don't even think to ask about it. Until right, like, they don't oh. know there's openings, right? Yeah, so if you want, if you didn't get in a co-op in the fall and you want to get in one in the spring, now's the time to start asking people what co-ops have sign-ups. Yes, if, and even if you don't, if there's a co-op that you're particularly interested in and they haven't listed sign-ups, you can, should get in contact with them now because if they have people mm-hmm. drop out, this is when it will happen. And they may not advertise their openings, but they very well might have new openings starting in January. That is mm-hmm. a good point. Yeah, get on that list because... Get on uh, the waiting list. Our mm-hmm. co-op had a waiting list. Yeah, and then if you're going to buy any curriculum, if there's some mm-hmm. stuff that you want, you don't want to order it during the holidays when shipping right. is bogging down. You know, you can order it now and you can start getting it ready, get familiar with it. So you're ready to open it and go in January when you start up your new school um, mm-hmm. semester. So I, This time of the year is also, uh, we do end of the year trips, end of the school year trips. So it's usually in May. So we're usually busy planning our May through July right now and getting it all oh, wow. in the books. <laughs> Well, and that's really good advice, too, because things tend to fill up really fast. They do, yes. And the same thing, um, you know, spring break. Find out Mm -hmm. when spring break is in your area. Last year, (laughs) uh, so we have friends that are in public schools, so they can only do things during the public school spring break. So Uh we agreed to join them um, at the snake farm. It's a cool place, but it was a really unpleasant experience for me to be in the midst of such a crush of people. And I thought oh, to myself, yes, man, yes. I don't want to be, I don't want to be, you know, stuck in the crush of people. So yeah. we'll do our spring break things probably Separately, the week before yes. or the week after. And then we might still take off spring break to hang out mm-hmm. with our friends, but not at some big crowded venue. Yes. But yeah, yeah, things fill up fast. Before we go today, we want to leave you with a few reminders. The registration deadline for the December 3rd SAT is November 3rd, so be sure to jump on that. But if you miss it, the late registration deadline is November 22nd. Don't forget to go to www.transcriptmaker.com and use our exclusive coupon code HAPPY for 20% off the cost of your subscription. That's HAPPY, H-A-P-P-Y in all caps. If you would like to reach us, find us on Instagram and Facebook at Happy Homeschool Pod. You can reach us through email at happyhomeschoolpod at gmail.com. In two weeks, we'll have a special new episode where we interview homeschool graduates and get their thoughts on their experiences as homeschoolers. Thank you for listening today. I'm Jennifer. I'm Melody. I'm Holly. Happy Happy homeschooling. homeschooling. Hi, this is your host, Jennifer Jones. Thank you for listening to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a transcript maker production. My co-hosts are Holly Williams-Urbach and Melody Gillum. This podcast was produced by Matthew Bass and edited by Nora Williams. Our graphic design is by Pete Soloway, and our music is by The Great Pangolin. You can find more of her work on YouTube and Twitter at Kylie Wins. That's K-A-I-L-E-Y Wins. If you'd like to help our podcast grow, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or, as always, tell people about us. So what are some good ways for people to figure out which uh, extracurriculars to get their kids involved in? (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I, I have opinions, but Melody hasn't said much, so I didn't want to just jump in. Okay, well, I was like, okay, I'll say something then. Uh, 